0: boys and girls from brothers, welcome to an episode of Tower talk, talk my name is juan this is my reporter, anthony this is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players so anthony we're recording this episode now but it will be played in the future because you'll be taking a nice two-week trip to japan so we're recording this preemptively while he's in japan so that's why there's no news in this episode there's no update about certain things but um unless we can yeah. predict
1: the future Unless like, we can
0: predict the future, yes. Uh let me predict something. What if something big down happen in the
1: next two weeks? Apple, <laughs> Apple stock is gonna drop.
0: <laughs> uh all the UFC champions all become judo players, and uh judo becomes the yeah. national sport everywhere in the US. And we're uh,
1: starting a Hollywood judo franchise, so ask us <laughs> about the franchise fee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: I did still have someone message me about um This is from the last episode that just went up (laughs) yesterday for us, but will be in the future for you guys.
1: I got a lot lot of messages about
0: that, too. No, no. Mine was... I I don't don't get bad messages. It's only been a day, too. But as someone asked me, are you guys really going to start Patreon? And I was like, I didn't think so, because I don't know if we have anything to sell, really. I don't know what we do. Release this episode a day early or something. No,
1: we're... I think... Yeah, we'll have to come up with something before we do something like that. Like Whether it's like... Um, having longer interviews and then gating that behind it, like you know, there's there's a lot of interviews where we cut short or like um, a lot of discussions where like, oh, we can't talk about it right now, kind of thing. And then, Mm -hmm. but we could like have like the whole discussion and then cut it up and be like, hey, if you want to listen to the whole thing, then (laughs) you want a real unfiltered opinion on something? Go to the Patreon. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I need I need to know they're talking shit about me. I pay them.
0: we're gonna start we're gonna start only fans too apparently also so uh we do this the most sexier interviews yeah.
1: it, it won't only fans it won't be in the near future like within the next at least for me i don't think it'll be within the next eight months because i'm pretty booked up work work-wise and um traveling mm. so i'm not gonna have time for that i, I was actually like thinking like you said i'm gonna be in japan I'm like mm. already pl- pre-planning what I'm going to plan while I'm on the plane, <laughs> while I'm on the plane. Does that make sense? Like, yes. Um, yes. Like the Ukemi video. Um, I, <laughs> that's another thing. A lot of people messaged me about the Ukemi video and I sent mm. it out, um, to a bunch of people. And if you're hearing this and you looked at it already, please like give me your feedback. Like so far I've gotten a couple, two feedback and it's, it's been positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to re-record some parts. Like I said, I'm missing some parts, and I need to re-record some angles. Uh, so there's that. And then, yeah, so that kind of stuff could be behind Patreon, too, I guess. But you um,
0: mm-hmm. could do that.
1: Yeah, we could do, do that. Shorts. But, uh, Make our shorts to, uh, available there first, and then put them on YouTube later, I guess. Yeah, so the, so the Ukemi video, I realized, as I was making that, I realized how unorganized my thoughts are does that make sense Mm -hmm. like i i just recorded when i made the video I just recorded like what i felt like i needed to talk about like how i would teach a class basically right yeah um but it's different from teaching a class it's not i i kind of originally thought it would be like teaching a class to the camera and then Mm -hmm. i can just like okay let me splice it up afterwards but when you can say as much as you want like all the details as much as you want they start feeling. I start feeling like you're going to one spot and you're coming back, and then mm-hmm. you're going to another spot. then you, oh, oh wait, but, but there is this part about that previous part I talked about too. <laughs> yeah. So that's when when I was editing it, I was like, oh man, this is not going to work. I'm going to have to re-record that part or cut it up and move it around, and then it's going to look weird. Because why does his rash guard look different on this video? <laughs> and then <laughs> and then like I forgot to show different angles um, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, I need an outline. That's what I learned. I need to out, like write down my thoughts on an outline first. I, I kind of knew I had to do that in the beginning, but I'm like, ah, whatever. I'm, I'm just going to wing it. Cause I'm like, I keep talking about doing it, but then I never ever get around to the outline. So I'm just going to record it. At least I have something, right? Yeah. At least so, you do it. So I did that. And then now I'm like, okay, I really need an outline. I need to go back, watch everything again and be like, okay, here I need to add some more details about this. And here I need to, uh, um, Re-record the angle, so it's good to. I think I don't. I don't regret doing it. Like I think next time, if I were to do something similar again, mm-hmm. I would just like re-record again, but not, but sweat, not sweat the details, and just go as fast as I can to get something out there, and then look at it and edit it, kind of like a storyboard in a sense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then re-record the details afterwards. I would. I would probably do that again. That's. I think it's the I- ideal way because if I start off with an outline, I'll never ever. Get it done. So,
0: well, you need a producer or director to tell you, like, "Hey, get back on topic or cut." All right, we can't talk about all this stuff here. We need to get back over to this topic. Or I need an editor
1: to give me an actual deadline. You know, (laughs) that's that's the main reason I don't have an outlines because I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But then when I'm at the dojo, I'm like, or at in my garage, I'm like, oh, I just record this. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that's the camera video. That's what I'm going to do. But uh, what? Why were we talking about that? Oh, Patreon. We we're talking yeah. about
0: crazy things or stuff that we can put on a pa- Patreon if we decide to make one. Yeah.
1: So or OnlyFans. I, on- I honestly streams. don't know what I would um put up on the Patreon. Like, yeah. I mean, a lot of people message me about the ecological stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but I am I'm, I'm not an expert, so I wouldn't feel right charging about it. And I'm mm-hmm. s- still discovering it myself. Um, so uh that's that's something that's not going to happen but um and i feel i i like talking about it so i don't want to charge people about it just message me and talk about it so Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's like (laughs) patreon for ukemi videos and ends like oh oh, yeah we ran out of content (laughs) keeping us (laughs) by the way We're we're definitely going to have Star Stripping at that point. <laughs>
0: we're starting really to our feet <laughs> videos and stuff. Hey, look at my Ashiwaza. I know what you want to look at. <laughs> look at this toe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like I was saying, we're making this video in the future. We're, we're going to put this out in the future stuff because Anthony's going to Japan. Yep. So, Anthony, what's your plan to go to Japan this time? Like, you haven't been there in about three years.
1: So, yeah, the last time I went was World Championships. And,. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got proposed, I, I, I proposed to when my wife. When you got wife. proposed to, she got the ring out to you. To, I, I <laughs> proposed. So when I proposed, when I went to train, I met up with all those people. Um, this time, originally, it was going to be a, a start off from the beginning. It was going to be a dojo trip. Let's just say that didn't happen, right? Um, yeah,
0: no, because this is the thing.
1: I thought it was still a dojo trip
0: until like with two days ago, I was like, So, we're gonna train out. You plan your thing, you're like, Uh, no, I'm actually not gonna go
1: do any training now. I'm like, what? No, I'm not saying that. So, oh, it, w- it was originally gonna be a dojo trip, as in the whole do- our dojo goes. No, oh, I t- and, you need to stop thinking that, man. Hey, I looked at Nakano Judo, they, <laughs> he did a dojo trip, yeah. Most and of the kids, all, all, no, all his students went. I was like, Damn, like, I wanna go, like, how, how do we make that happen for us? Like, I just. <sighs> how do i say it the stuff like a bunch of flakes no 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 no, no. (laughs) stuff that i'm about to say should be behind patreon basically but yeah going to japan the most expensive part is definitely the the plane ticket um you can find deals once in a while but it's like certain dates only and then Mm. there's like you're probably gonna have to sit in the middle seat kind of thing which is fine if you're not if you're like Regular height, but for people like me sitting in a middle seat for twelve hours is basically torture. Like now, do you you need an aisle seat? Don't you? Yeah, basically. So uh, now that I'm older and I make more money, I can actually afford to get the extra leg room. Um, but in the past, he man, only like, flies business class. Everybody, he only flies business. I wish I could afford business class. No, I'm not that rich. But um, in the past, when I traveled with my parents and my I was in college, so my parents would uh, fly to. We used to go back to Hong Kong reg- regularly, so they would fly from the West Coast, and I was in the East Coast in college, so I would fly by myself, and they would buy me middle seat tickets because they're cheaper. Because <laughs> they are cheaper, and then oh my gosh! And that was before like every. That was before it's common to have a infotainment screen in front of your your um your seat, mm-hmm. so there's that you guys all remember 90s kids you all remember the tv all the way up there and then you have to plug in the headphone and then yeah so I was 12 hours just sitting in my seat staring at this tiny ass screen watching a movie I don't want to watch by the way and then I'm just like squished from both sides and Mm. not a great feeling but yeah so you can find back to the original topic you can back you can buy uh uh seats uh get get deals on flights and or you could do what i do when i get stuck in the middle is i st- I end up standing the whole flight really i, I literally stand in, in in the bigger planes uh yeah. not the not the the um, domestic planes that you see in america but in the, the jumbo jets that fly uh transcontinental mm-hmm. uh, to other countries but across the pacific atlantic they have like big uh areas in front of the extra row by the galley mm-hmm. um where the bathrooms are and where the air host is set up the food and everything. There's like a big room where you come on the plane too, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I would just stand there. I'll just stand there the whole time because mm-hmm. standing there for five hours at a time. And then obviously there's turbulence and to tell you sit down, <laughs> standing there is more comfortable than sitting in a middle seat as a six foot four, 230 pound. I was 230 pounds. Uh, I was powerlifting at the time. So I was like extra wide and yeah, before so, he was
0: this yeah. wide now he's yeah. this wide
1: <laughs> i'm not as wide anymore i still have the broad shoulders so i i do come out with shoulder pains like from like going like this the whole time but um mm-hmm. i'm not at at least wide the muscle wise anymore mm-hmm. um but yeah so i it's not that expensive And to go to japan japan can be done really cheap so especially if you go with a dojo and you rent like a hostel and it's basically like a hostels in japan are much nicer than what most people think of if they've never been been to japan before and only been to european countries um Mm -hmm. it's like a dorm it's like a nice college dorm so if you share bunk beds with a bunch of people it'll come out to like 20 to 30 a night like split amongst uh different people and then um very clean very nice people and then food like konbini food is really cheap like you, you don't have to eat expensive. Like bowl of ramen is like like seven dollars. Like you can have a meal for seven dollars. You go to yeah. Konbini, a, a convenience store meal meals are like four or five dollars. So, it, have you, you ever tried staying?
0: With... Have you tried staying at a capsule hotel or those? Um, yes, yes, capsule say, uh, rooms inside of the like, yeah. capsule hotels. Like capsule, I like, had, like, just a like small single bedroom. I,
1: the, so oh no, I I went to Japan and Korea one year and when we see this is stuff that should be in patreon right i went to japan and (laughs) korea one year and um there's a time difference right so just Mm -hmm. like i'm I'm also going to india that's why i'm saying i'm having no time because when i booked the india flight i'm like holy crap i lose two days to flying (laughs) in the air yeah in the air i'm like i'm gonna we're like oh we're gonna we should stop by singapore because there's no direct flights to india and we spend a couple days in singapore so I would leave on the 16th and then I would arrive on the 18th. Mm -hmm. You lose like literally two days from flying because you're flying in the time zone and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's a day of flying plus the time zone change. So you lose two days. So one time when I went to Korea and Japan, I didn't, I forgot to account for that. And I booked the tickets separately. Mm -hmm. And then I realized when we're in Korea, we're flying. We're like, oh crap, we're not going to make that flight. Like I messed up the time zone. So we ended up having to book another flight. So, mm-hmm. I ended up having to stay overnight in the the Narita Airport, Jap- Japanese airport, and they have a capsule hotel there. It's a really mm-hmm. nice capsule hotel in the Narita Airport. Yeah, they're nice. They're really nice. There's there's different levels of capsule hotels, right? Like there's this yeah. there's a traveler one, so it's nice. It's like a hostel basically. And then there's ones that are for drunk businessmen that missed the last train, and they're they tend to be a little more trashier looking, but they're still pretty pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Again, Japan can be super cheap. Most expensive part is getting there, which is the um, the the plane ticket. And if you're not like eating well, if you're not eating nice and taking a bullet train back and forth to different places, then it's really not that not that expensive. So um mm-hmm. a pure dojo training trip will save me money, actually going as a group. So But you're planning on training a little bit while you're out there this time, right? Oh yeah. So back to that, right? So I, this time I'm going, I was originally going to be a dojo trip. Uh, then people weren't able to go. That's why I'm like, okay, I'll just i just go myself. And then my sisters are like, hey, I, we want to go. So I, mm-hmm. I've never done a sibling trip with my sisters before. Like, okay. I've done it with my parents and siblings, but not with my two sisters. So we're like, oh yeah, we, sh- we should go together. So first week is going to be me and my sisters going to the countryside. So we're going to Shikoku and okay. then we're going to Hiroshima too. And bunch of uh little islands, and then uh, second week I'm gonna be in Tokyo, um, and then I'm gonna go to Sendai. So okay, it's gonna go to Sendai. I probably there's a place in Sendai like um, Akimoto's the trains out has Dojo up there, so I'm want to see if I can visit that place. Mm-hmm. And then um I have a friend that teaches English in Tokyo International University, so I was gonna go train with him, but they're in Saitama, but he said maybe by the time they I get there. They're gonna move the um, the practice location to Ikebukuro, which is in Tokyo. So if they move the practice place, then I don't have to take an hour train out to their main campus to, to practice. But it'll be my first time practicing with a university club, so mm. um, that that'll be nice. So that's two things I'm gonna definitely try and get done. And then if I have time, I'll go to Kodokan. Like I, as a black belt I, this time, as a black belt this time. And also after the last time I went, I'm just kind of like eh, been there. I don't. I don't want to go there for a randori unless I, I, I want to go there for a class, like a winter session, summer session class or a Kata mm-hmm. class, but I don't think I'd want to go just to show up and spar. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very, someone asked me this before. It's a very not interpersonal <laughs> atmosphere. Does it make sense?
0: Yeah, no, I get it, because you're a foreigner coming to Kodokan. they all know what you're there for. It's like, oh, you just another G. Yeah, and they get so country. many foreigners
1: coming. They yeah. get so many foreigners coming. It's like, oh, it's just another day. You know, they're just coming yeah. here to take pictures, pilgrimage, kind of thing. But when they I went to the came, local, yeah. Yeah. When I went to the local dojos, they were like really nice, like we talked, um, went to dinner afterwards and all that stuff. So it was it was a little different experience, you know. Um People were okay with doing Rondo with me, versus in the Kodokan. I don't know if it's because I'm tall or I have a brown belt at the time, and most of the the native people weren't okay with doing Rondo with me. You know, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, lots of little things like that. But uh, I'm not bringing a gi because I'm buying my gi there. I need I need to replace my gi. I just got rid. I donated a bunch of gi to our dojo, okay. and uh, I, I'm about to donate another one because I realize it's like up to my, almost my halfway up my forearm now um so i'm gonna buy another gi while i'm there i'm gonna i'm probably gonna train jujitsu too i'm not sure Presented jiu-jitsu.
0: jujitsu all right so, do you have any clubs planned so far did you want to? Uh, go the visit? two
1: i'm looking at oh three i'm looking at again one's in sendai mm-hmm. um and then one's in uh carpe diem in tokyo mm-hmm. and then the other one's triforce triforce is where pamela went oh, okay yeah, yeah. So then you might have a in there. Okay. I haven't, I haven't decided I'm going to do Gi or no Gi. But, um, I think if I'm able cool. to buy, if I'm able to buy jiu Gi there, I'm going to, um, do no, do no Gi, uh, do Gi. If I'm not what able you, to, then I'll, I'll buy no jujitsu Gi be cheaper in Japan, or it'd be the same price as an American Gi. It was cheaper because you don't have to pay shipping, but, um, mm-hmm. there's a particular brand I want to get called Isami. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of it. They're another popular old brand. Um, I want it to buy their gis, but I don't want to buy it without trying it on first. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I want a plain white one. And they don't sell it online anymore, the plain white one. You can only buy ones with patches. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So I want a plain white Brazilian jiu-jitsu gi. Um, hopefully, it will pass as a judo gi. <laughs> so then... <that,
0: laughs> well, well that, you said you were thinking yeah. about... When you told me this, you were talking about getting a, a BJJ gi that was
1: bigger... So that it, it fits you. Yeah. So, uh, like a jujitsu. So, th- that's the story. This is the story, right? I bought that bigger ju- uh, jujitsu You saw me wear it. Yeah. And then Philippe, the fir- first thing he said, was, I didn't say anything. The first thing he said was, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm like, "Damn it! It didn't pass the te- It didn't pass the Philippe test." <laughs> what the hell are you wearing right there? Yeah, it's uh, it's over there, holding back up. Like, so I'm well, gonna donate.
0: At least that donate- not- <laughs> one's Dragon Ball gee Come on. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I'm gonna donate that because um, if it doesn't pass that that test, then to me it doesn't work. So I'm back to the drawing board on that traveling Gi. Um my next step is to basically contact someone who makes skis in america I already, mm. I already in a past episode I already talked about my whole pakistan <laughs> adventure i didn't go to pakistan but the whole adventure of trying to um locate a, a ghee seller a ghee manufacturer mm. so basically for me personally it wouldn't work but um so if anyone knows anyone that listening that has a contact in pakistan that can Uh, Obviously, I need a middleman because I can't wire money to Pakistan due to my job. Um, Anyone that (laughs) That sounds so so weird, you say (laughs) that
0: I can't wire money to Pakistan because my jobs and some priors I have. So basically, (laughs) if you know
1: anyone that can make me a custom gi if I tell them what I want, then let me know. So, but for now, what I'm going to do is probably go to the garment district here in L.A. and ask around, and um, probably contact some. American manufacturers, because I know, like, or, for example, Origins made in America, Vanguards made in America. There's another key brand that's made in America. I can't remember which one, but there are brands out there that's made in America. So they had, I, I doubt they. Well, I know Origins, I th- has their own own thing, but I'm, I doubt all of them had makes it all in house, and they probably off, uh, outsource it to someone else. So I just need to know who they are, and then be like, please, I just need a 350 GSM gi. <laughs> that's an ajudo cut please in all white no patches i need five of them <laughs> one for every yeah. day of the week <laughs> yeah um yeah and nobody nobody really messaged me asking that uh about whether they're interested in that because i'm like hey if i were order a bunch then it would be uh cheaper but otherwise i'm happy to pay upwards of 500 dollars for Don't tell them that right now that's how much it's gonna cost you, you know that right I don't think so. I don't think so. Are you cheaper? Maybe two. for For a travel gi, because I, the headache I've been dealing with right now is pa- packing. Like, I have a 75 liter bag in the back, um, mainly because I'm going to be, be anticipating putting a judo gi in there. Mm-hmm. But um, I might just give up and bring a roller bag. I hate bringing roller bags for training. But um, yeah, it's, it's something that smaller people don't really have to deal with because they're like, oh, I can just bring a. 40 liter 45 liter bag and stuff my judo gi in there but i'm already only bringing three t-shirts and two pants and three underwear for a two-week trip and i still can't fit my freaking judo gi in there so
0: he plans to do his laundry as there people also okay yeah he's not just wearing the same clothes for two weeks he plans on doing laundry in japan all right <laughs>
1: so all right that's that all right that's so this japan is
0: trip. your plan while you're in japan right now or doing this podcast when it comes out you become be yeah, coming i back might not to train US. at all yeah, yeah. If,
1: if, i'm not i'm not gonna make it a priority basically uh,
0: so i hope you're having fun out there right now i hope you're having a safe trip coming back to america we have a safe trip going to japan, <laughs> japan all right yeah <laughs> all right so uh, since we don't have a lot to talk about since this is a pre-recorded episode we're gonna go straight into what the main topic is the thing we're gonna talk about and that's how do you train with injuries or how do you evaluate your injuries while training? We're not, so,
1: we're not doctors. Please consult a doctor before you like, yeah, well, from, yeah, well, this is us coming
0: from, this is us coming from our own personal experience and as like how we see students sometimes push themselves or not push themselves during injuries. Mm-hmm. And I know I sometimes come from a different background. Anthony does where, yes, I grew up as a wrestler and it was, it's funny how every wrestler knows this and stuff. I tell Anthony all the time, is it an owie or is it is an injury? They always ask, yep. "Well, what's the difference?" An owie, you can keep training. An injury, we gotta go to the hospital. So, which one is it?
1: <laughs> but sometimes, like, yeah, we talked about this. How many yeah knee. I yeah. thought it was an owie. I kept yeah. training, and it popped, <laughs> and it turned so, into an injury. <laughs> yeah, it turned into an injury. So that, that that's why I don't like using that as a as a gauge as a, um, um, a measuring stick.
0: Yeah, but this is the whole thing about you have to listen to your body. All right. If a thing keeps on getting hurt uh, habitually over and over again, then maybe you're doing something wrong. Maybe you're falling wrong. Maybe someone's throwing you a certain way or something. This is where you have to listen to your own body and figure out what's going on. Do I need to start using tape? Should I wear knee pads? Should I have elbow pads? And this is one thing about judo that people always get confused about with judo. You're allowed to wear any brace, any pads, anything you want on your body to protect yourselves as long as there's no like full metal in it. So you can wear a knee brace and a knee pad for your knees. You can wear elbow pads on judo. You can tape your fingers up. You can tape your toes up. The main rule, though, is that there's supposed to be no metal and nothing showing through your body, which I know that has kind of changed because a lot of women and some dudes wear spats now while competing. Mm-hmm. Women don't get called on it, but I see some men get called on it sometimes. and I see them not get called on it sometimes, which I don't know why men are wearing spats for competition anyways. I don't get it. But hey, you do what you got to do, bro. I yeah. thought you were going to say something. You look like you're no. going to say something right there.
1: No, so, I, I have nothing yeah. to say about that. I don't care yeah. if you if whatever you wear <laughs> underneath. Yeah.
0: Another thing about judo that a lot of people get <laughs> worried about. So you wear braces and pads and tape up where you want your wrists, your fingers and stuff and learn how to tape them uh, certain ways is the cup. So you're technically not allowed to wear a cup to compete it. To practice, it's okay. But just like in wrestling, you're not
1: allowed to wear a cup. Now, I I trained with, like, Tony, for example, wears a cup, mm-hmm. right? Man, yeah. it, it gets caught. It hurts. Not even, <laughs> people are, like, saying, oh, it's because you used it as a fulcrum as arm bar. Like, no, it's yes. just, it gets caught. It's, like, a hard surface. It just freaking hurts. It's, like, and it's, like, being able to knee someone without actually kneeing them. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah,
0: I get it. Yeah. So, here's the thing about, in wrestling, you know, I'd wear a cup and stuff, and just, like, in judo competition, you know, i wear a cup, but... People still do get by with us. Sometimes people do. And the reason we talked about it before is like, yeah, because people do arm bars, it becomes a fulcrum to uh hyperextend the elbow and for certain things. And when people are on your back, sometimes if you're good at it, you can use that to really push it into people's legs and their back and stuff when you're doing nawaza with them. So it's another thing. You can wear it to, for protection during practice, but you shouldn't be wearing it at tournaments. And stuff. And the bigger term is they'll check for stuff like that. But again, if you're one of these people that keep getting Uchimata in the Webels, then Me. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're always getting, Anthony's always getting hit in the Webels all the time for all kinds of things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you but, should wear uh, a cup. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it until one day. I think I was reading uh, the BGJ subreddit and then mm-hmm. someone, they're talking about wearing cups. And mm-hmm. the people are like, some guy's like, oh, it's actually for your safety because. In a striking art, you just get like kicked in there and punched in there or knee and and it kind of protects you from the shock. But Mm -hmm. um, in grappling, they can land on you, which has happened to me and things like get pressed up against each other. And he said that I I can't remember the exact story, but long story short is that the cop got caught and then someone landed on them or something and it it basically exploded his testicles or something like that. So it, it could, gets caught, it gets yeah, caught I, in between the cup and, and stuff. So it's like, it would have been better if you just didn't have a cup, right? Yeah, so.
0: I could see that happening. When I was a kid and uh, I never knew when we were going to do sparring, it would be like, we didn't spar every class, but you never know. It'd be like, oh, it's a sparring day. It's not a sparring day. Or, Wait, do you do wear it in you know? wrestling? No, no. But I was, when I was a kid doing oh. karate and taekwondo, I would always wear a cup to every practice. Yeah, Again, that's for striking, right? Yeah. Uh, but it can suddenly get annoying when you're trying to do kicks and stuff and you got cups in the way instead of you have to learn how to kick a certain way and stuff. And, but, well,
1: we're talking you know. about safety now, though. But, um,
0: yeah, yeah, continue. So, those are like safety things right there. And your coach shouldn't really have a problem with you taping up your fingers. Cause I've had some of my students now that have been doing judo with us for a while that are getting their green belts and blue belts like, hey, Sensei Juan, Uh my fingers hurt. What should I do for? It? Like, I might grip my fingers hurt from gripping too much. Well, now well, you're going to have to. That's start- hard. <laughs> well, no grip is hard, but now you're gonna to start reinforcing your fingers. Now, so you have to do like the light tape around each knuckle, around your knuckles. To learn that way, or do what I do. to the Ninja Turtles, and I just take my fingers together because I've had some dislocations and fractures, so it saves me that way. But you should never feel that you can't protect yourself. You can always wear pads, braces, tape, and stuff like that whenever you get injured. Now, with this, this is all stuff to pre- prevent getting injured, but you're still gonna get hurt anyways. So now it's about. Don't worry about it like that. It, it, not, oh, this from on the guy I've heard you say worse in class to our students. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say, always, always injuries, always are definitely going to happen in judo. Okay. You're always yeah, going to hurt given. yourself. Yeah. We had a guy today in class talking about how he also got his own the wrong way and jammed his thumb on the mat. Yeah. You know, so now his hands are a little shaky now because it hurts. For him, I would start, I would recommend, like, well, maybe starting to. start. St- uh, you have to tape up your hand. So your nerves and everything are now, um, how do you say it? Like reinforced and they're together. So, they're not, so they can't get swollen or nothing while you're
1: practicing. Well, I think the whole point is after your injury already, then the reason for taping is to prevent further injury. Yeah. That's the number one goal of taping, wearing braces of any sort, wearing um, protection, like a, whatever it's to prevent further trauma or having the joint or whatever go in a direction that is not supposed to go in. Cause uh, maybe originally you can rotate something 180 degrees, but now that it's injured, you you can only go like 50 degrees or something. Then you probably want a, a brace there or a tape to, to support it, to prevent it from moving beyond what it's supposed to move. Cause um, I mean, as someone who gets hurt pretty often, I guess uh, I always consult my doctor. And mm-hmm. physical therapists and they're always like, Yeah, the worst thing you can do is not move it, like putting it in a cap. They're start like people are starting to realize unless there's a fracture, you don't want to put something in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, because you moving at the uh correct range, not a lot of people are like, Oh, I need to move it, and then try and move it exactly the same way as if they weren't hurt before. Mm-hmm. No, you gotta move it in a in a limited range and then keep it moving as it heals mm-hmm. instead of just letting it rest. Um, that's the number one reason why I think a lot of people who sit out from practice don't uh, take forever to heal is because they're like, oh, I need to let it rest, so I'm going to stop doing literally everything, just sit at home and watch YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. So that's the worst thing you can do. Like, do you, like for example, if you twist your ankle, don't put all your weight on it, but maybe to start off with some like. Uh, up and down movement and then rotate small rotations. And then once you can put some weight on it, start walking. Like, don't go back to any twisty motions, like uh, it, like don't do any agility movements, like cutting, co- cutting corners and stuff like that. So you slowly build it back up and you just need to apply that principle to judo, which is what I did to, to my knee, right? So when I first got my knee surgery, first thing they told me was like, we need to focus on getting your knee straight, your leg straight again. Mm-hmm. like if you're doing exercise that's like a waste of time you you need to spend that time straightening your knee so that was the hardest part of my knee surgery was i needed to wear this you remember that brace that forces it straight mm-hmm. that thing was painful i couldn't sleep so after i listened to my doctor's advice so I've, because the longer it takes for it to get it straight the harder the recovery is going to be so i did that and then um i was trying to cut Cost so I didn't buy that machine that moves your leg for you while you sleep. Mm-hmm. I should have done that That's probably why I needed to wear that painful brace is because I wasn't like moving it enough um after you, you you do that I was wearing that heavy brace with the metal sides and that was when we were training in the park and They're like my doctor's like you can you you can do judo just no rotating movements like and also no, um For example, you can't bear a lot of weight on it. So, no uchimata on the right, on the left side, for example. Mm -hmm. So, no rotating movement. So, I was like at at the park doing uchikomi with my knee brace. You remember that, right? With my knee brace doing uchikomi and then um, no rotating. So, I'm doing like those half entry uchikomis and stuff Mm -hmm. and doing uchigari, ko uchigari. And then, once I was able to do a little bit of rotation, I was like doing really slow iponsenage and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, there's that. And then you just slowly build up from that. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm at now where I'm I'm actually not really wearing an e-brace anymore anymore, uh, anymore now, but, um, yeah, so it's just gotta keep it moving and do what you can. And if you're not able to consult a doctor, then it's always not, uh, better to play it safe. Right. So,
0: yeah, I'm big into safe, better safe than sorry kind of stuff. I want people to push through yeah. when they can, but if you're really hurt, then you can't do something. But that brings up a good point of, can I still practice while injured? And it's like, yes, to a point. There's certain things. Like with Andy right there, is talking about he can do certain uchicomies wearing this knee brace where he had to keep his knee straight after surgery. Mm-hmm. Me, I've talked about how the reason I taped my fingers is because I've had some bad dislocations. I've had some bad fractures and stuff. And there's been times where I've had that um, the finger brace, that metal finger brace to keep her mm-hmm. when I've had big bad dislocations uh, on there to keep it straight. And I can still do Ichigomis on one side. I can still do nagis on one side. I can still do um, regular Iponsonagis or uh, same size Iponsonagis or certain throws protecting my hand that you can still do stuff. And that's like for me with hand stuff. But when you get hurt, don't now. This is one thing I tell our students when they get hurt: we have this great weight area. We have we have the great gym, like you see behind me. We have the mm-hmm. weight area over here. We have uh, equipment over here. We have the elliptical, the tricep machine. We have the rowing machine. Still come to judo, because at least you're being there and you're still being a part of the club. The worst things when you start to get hurt, you get off the mat, you go home, you go away, you get the routine of coming to judo, and by the time you are better. You're going to be like, oh, I'm not the routine of going to judo. I'm not the routine yeah. of going to the gym. I want people, even though you're hurt and you can't do anything, to still come to the dojo and lift weights. Come to the dojo and still be there. Because then we can also, I'm not saying like do your like progress, and stuff, but we can see how you're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're moving pretty well. I think you can probably get on the mat, do some chikomis or something. Or, oh, if you can't do this, maybe we can do a little bit of nawaza still. So that's another thing with me about you keep doing stuff as long as you can until you can't do it no more.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean when I hurt first hurt my knee before the surgery. When I hurt my knee initially, I was just lifting weights at the time at the side. And then once I my knee swelling died down and did some physical therapy, um I started doing warm ups. I did the warm ups and the warm ups are done. Okay, I'm gonna go back to lifting weights and then I just watch class. And then after warmups, after a while it got better. After warm-ups, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do Uchikomi, moving Uchikomi, did some moving Uchikomis. And then, oh, we're gonna start doing Nagakomis? Okay, I'm gonna go back to to lifting weights. So I just did that for almost a year, I think, at that at mm-hmm. the time. And um it's it's not until like recently where now I'm so busy with work and stuff, where I'm like, well, if I can't train, I better. Finish off my stuff at work, so I don't stay up till like 1 a.m. working. Or um, maybe I can go over some lesson plans for um, for the beginners class, or um, look at watch some of the the jujitsu instructionals I had saved up. So that's like for me, it was a better use of my time. But as a big be- I think as, if you're a beginner or like anything not like brown or black belt, I think it do- does a lot of good to show up to the dojo and just lift weights. Watch practice because especially if your your instructors demonstrating stuff, you can still learn from that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, start note try watching people spar, randori. Notice what their habits are. If someone's like really good at a certain throw, how is he getting there? How what kind of grip fighting is he doing? Like start studying people. That's all stuff that you can you can do while you're there. And I know judo is an individual sport, but I think um, a lot of dojos are good at this, which is they instill like a team mentality um, yeah. where you're still a team and you can help out in different ways, you know? So whether it's like you just getting better at yourself and then helping others by getting better, give, giving them a stronger um, training partner to go with, or um, if someone just, like, for example, at the time, I was really good at Sasai when I got hurt and people were asking me how to do Sasai. The beginners asked me how to do Sasai and I was able to do it because it was the injured leg that <laughs> I was doing the blocking. So I was able to show them that while even though I can't train. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that is like it, it, it keeps the team spirit thing going. It's not like you're just showing up to like a gold's gym and lifting by yourself and then leaving yeah, It's just kind of thing.
0: It's just part of the camaraderie that we all have at the dojo. You know, we talk about martial arts families and dojo families and stuff. That's just how it is. I want you to be at the dojo to feel you're a part of something. Cause the worst thing you do is, oh, I'm hurt. I can't do nothing. And like I said, you stay home, you get out of the routine, and then you decide, oh, I'm not going to go back. Or me or Anthony will send you or someone a message, be like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. We're going to, we're wondering if you're ever going to come back. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to come back since then. We never hear from you again. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But it's just one of the things that you, if you are hurt, and you can't go to JoJo like how Anthony hurt his knee, or many, many years ago I hurt my knee at a tournament, and I couldn't practice, and I had to stay home for I think it was two, three weeks because I couldn't really walk that much on my knee. And I decided not to get surgery. I elected not mm-hmm. to get surgery. Instead, I just did um,
1: PT and just uh, yeah. exercise and stuff to help. Well, my you, knee you out. I was avoiding surgery until my knee started popping out of the socket, right?
0: So. Yeah, yours started popping out of the socket. Mine, I, at least, my cartilage was messed up, but it was holed up and what's it called? Silly string and duct tape. That's how i held together. Silly string, duct tape, and a little bit of bubble gum. <laughs> but yeah, if you have to stay home, that's fine. It's okay. Don't feel like you're, that you're like leaving your dojo. You're not helping now. You're letting them down or nothing. You need to take time off. It's okay. But remember, you can always come back. Yep. That's what I always tell people. It's okay. I want you here, but if you have to take time off, if you have to go, it's fine. And It's good that if somebody, an instructor will text you or send you a message, be like, Hey, how you doing? Where you been at and stuff. And even just like, at least nowadays, the social media stuff, contact them on the Facebook, the Instagram, the thread, the X, whatever (laughs) one, the TikTok, whatever one you guys are using to let them know like, Hey, I'm going to be back because we do worry sometimes as instructors about that. But if you need to take time off, it's fine. If you get surgery, it's okay. All right. And if you're worried about getting surgery, Get a second opinion. There ain't nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. Anthony, do you ever second us. opinions? Yeah, not, not from, from us. <laughs> we're not doctors. Okay. We're not I'm just saying we're not and stuff. But I know how scary it is for someone to get a surgery. I know Anthony was very he was, he was quivering in my hand. I was like, Anthony, it's okay. It's okay, Anthony. You'll be all right. <laughs> but no one, they're gonna take my knee. I'm like, no, no, they're not. They're gonna build you, they're gonna make you stronger. They will bid you faster, stronger, make you better. Funny, you funny
1: enough, my right knee feels stronger than my left knee now in terms of bearing weight. Um mm-hmm. Uh, after my physical, the new physical therapist I have, so mm. it's a really important. Um, but yeah, yeah. Lo- that's the other thing I want to talk about. It's get go see a physical therapist. Like, yeah, Anthony's very I, big on physical therapy now. <laughs> I, I mean, you see so many people talk complaining about pain and then they go get massages and chiropractors, but it's very similar to what do you call it, the mentality, the American mentality of taking a pill for everything. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, so people go to these places that treat the symptoms, but they don't treat the cause of the Mm -hmm. the problem. Why does it keep coming back the problem? So, um, it's really interesting because I, my first, my first PT who started, he went off to start his own practice. Uh, so now I have a different one, but my first one, uh, first good one, he, I got, I convinced him to start training BJJ to try it Mm -hmm. out. So he went to the same BJJ club as me and even though we showed up in different times like i went to the afternoon class he showed up in the evening class and there was a traveling black belt at the time that was a, a doctor he's actually a, a physician doctor mm-hmm. and he's like very competitive but i think he had some issues and then he was like oh you're a physical therapist like like what i, I have this issue like basically he he in the end, long story short, a bunch of people ask them questions, but it's always like, "What do I need to do that can fix this problem now?" Yeah. What's the or one what can, thing? What, what's the one can, what can? What the exercise can I do? What stretch? What exercise? What massage? What like foam rolling can I do to fix this problem? He's like, everyone's different. Like you, me, and you might have knee pain, but like for example, a lot of a lot of people have um, knee problems, but apparently my knee problems are caused by my weak core and apparently not. That's not common for most other people, but my wife has neck problems from sitting in a chair all day. And is again, weak core. So even though I have knee problems and he, ha- she has neck problems, we're doing very similar exercises at physical mm-hmm. therapy. And um, when I see some people there with knee problems, they're doing something totally different than I'm doing because it's like a different cause. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, the first physical therapist I got recommended by my doctor, my surgeon was really bad in that way because I'll complain about my knee pain and she'll massage my knee. When mm-hmm. it's not my knee, that's the problem. It was my core. <laughs> so massaging the knee felt better, but then the next day I feel like trash again. And mm-hmm. here in a physical therapist, he's like, your cores are tight. So he's massaging my core to loosen it up and to loosen up my knee. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Again, go see a proper physical therapist because <laughs> um, a lot of people are just treating the symptoms and um, you really need to get evaluated to see really what the cause of your, your problem is. And mm-hmm. um, most of the time is due to weak other weak muscles causing imbalances and um, you not moving enough because a, a lot of us have sedentary lifestyle. So yeah, everyone should see a physical therapist. But that, yeah. that help, will help you with your recovery.
0: Yeah, I know you're really big on that now, but I think it's just about if you do get hurt you do get scared of stuff or something does happen go see a doctor and stuff see what's wrong with you like if you have insurance i know a lot of people don't have insurance i understand that people can't yeah. afford it there's different problems things out there but try to go see somebody because the worst thing you do is let something linger and get worse and worse and worse and the body yeah the body is going to heal itself over time but it, it can always re-break or get worse yeah. and stuff a tear can heal itself but a tear can also get worse over time. That was one thing that happened with me again a long, long time ago. A guy was trying to give me an arm bar and I have a really good gable grip. And so it's really hard to get me an arm bar. I'm, I'm gonna say that now and everybody's trying to arm bar me, but I, re- I have really good arm bar defense. And the guy was just yanking my arm at the elbow and he literally tore my pec before my arms get before my arms gave out. And doctor was just like, Yeah, you have to just take um, was it six to eight weeks off judo massage? Um what oint? I think he gave me an ointment for the pain of like one of those muscle relaxants to, to put on there and stuff. But yeah, I had to. I, I don't think I took time off judo when I did that. Actually, I was supposed to, but I didn't. I just did different moves
1: yeah. instead of taking time off judo. You definitely make things worse if you don't take time off. But um, again, I'm trying to avoid giving medical advice. But yeah. when I had really bad insurance and I didn't want to go see the doctor, um, I would basically just rest and move it move it as long as it doesn't hurt whatever it is my shoulder my knee my my wrist that right now is my wrist basically i don't want to go see my doctor just for a sore wrist um <laughs> i would just keep moving it and then uh add some a little bit of light weights and then however long it took for it to feel better i would double that and then Basically, I shouldn't be like, "Oh, my knee feels better. Let me go back to do which, doing Uchibata, uchimata or like drop knee throws or something like that." I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that once it feels better. I'm going to wait double that before I go back to putting a lot of stress on it. While during that time, still increasing the weight of what of whatever exercises, resistance bands, what weights that I'm using to strengthen that that um, that that injury. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so. Th- <laughs> trying to stay away from the medical advice because we're not doctors but yeah. um we just you know not play just black box. How, how do you like what kind of stuff would you personally would you like to do to on, on days where you feel like you're not hurt enough but you're like you, you got like say you sprained an ankle or like your knees feel off or your shoulder hurts your neck or like today for example today <laughs> i had to sit off because i could not feel the left side of my body because i had uh i got my COVID shot and i feel kind of um woozy so i'm like i'm not going to step on the mat today but if i was like just tired or my knees sore then what what do you suggest
0: well this is well for me i'm just i got that old wrestling mentality like i always like i tell that joke you know if it's an hour you're an injury and with me like i'll look like a damn mummy by the end of class sometimes because uh, I've rolled my ankle. My ankle took a raw, took a bad twist. Well, I'll just get some tape. I'll tape up that ankle and keep on going. All my fingers, well, I always tape on my fingers anyway, but like my hand's just been kind of messed up for a little while, so I've been taping up for almost a month now because I don't want to swell up or get worse while practicing. My other wrist, my wrist has been bugging me for a while, so I tape that up all the time now and stuff. Just stuff doesn't happen. Uh, tape is my best friend. I spend so much money on tape now, you know? <laughs> but that's that's Absolutely. how i am like i just keep going because i because of my body i've been doing martial arts for a long time and doing grappling for a long time i know when to stop the other day uh, a couple weeks ago um i was trying to do drop so nagi again i was like you want to know what i'm gonna compete i'm gonna try to do drop so again maybe have that in the chamber just in case after doing drops in a couple of times to throw this one guy during Rondori when we were done, I really felt it on my knees, like, oh, yeah. should have done that. <laughs> nope. Oh no. Yeah. So, <laughs> even with my braces on, I felt that I was like, nope, can't do that. I just can't practice that. I, I know how to do it. I <clears throat> can't do it that one in a live situation.
1: Yeah. Speaking of tape, um, my favorite tape, coach tape that I recommend from Johnson Johnson. <laughs> I was like, I'm running it low, right? So I went on Amazon and I'm like, they increased the price again. Like it's almost like triple the price of when I first bought it. Yeah. And, and then like the other day I was looking again and, and you can't even buy it anymore. Really? Yeah. So well, I'm like, what? I'm, I'm like, what the hell? And then I realized I did some research. What happened was Johnson Johnson sold off that brand mm-hmm. to a private company and that private company no longer sells retail. Hmm. so he only they only sell in in batches direct like yeah, yeah it's been like 150 dollars for like two boxes or something like that Like
0: a, a, a pallet of tape now
1: yeah so I basically am swapping like I'm looking at the other tapes and I just don't like how some of them work I've tried that before they just are they either come loose or when you sweat they slide the, they lose the stickiness and they slide off mm-hmm. or they don't they're really hard to rip with a finger so you need to get a pair of scissors to cut them um mm-hmm. So I bought some BJJ tape, like some one of those fancy <laughs> brand BJJ mm-hmm. tape, like uh, the one I got is called monkey tape, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they come in different widths, So I'm trying, trying out different widths. That's all I'm going to do. So um, yeah, I can't believe I'm buying overpriced branded. See, that's a tape <laughs> like, because I'm a mummy because I tape so much my
0: stuff because I tape up my body so much. I don't spend a lot of money on tape. I'm gonna tell you the truth right now. I get most of my tape, from the nine cent store, Dollar Tree, or these Dollar Up stores here in LA and stuff—they're kind of like dollar stores—but they signed up. So mm-hmm. They started. 90, they say started nine cents, but I get my tape at like the cheapest value I can because to me, I'm just wearing it for a couple hours, you know. And I'll put on more tape, take on less tape. And for me, I'm not that particular as Anthony is. I used uh, Who was it? Eric uh, used to buy this fancy black baseball tape for a while. He still,
1: he still has it.
0: Yeah, that's very expensive tape he uses. I'm like, for what? And, you're just teaching and class, he
1: le- and he leaves it around. I'm like, wow, you're leaving it around for other people to steal and use because are gonna use people are using my tape without asking.
0: Well, that's one. That's one thing in a dojo. If there's some tape laying around. I had no name on. <laughs> hey, who uh, <laughs> whose tape is this? Oh, no one. Okay, I'm gonna use it then. It's just laying out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Matt
0: will do the same thing. Matt buys these four rolls of fancy tape
1: every weekend. Always. No, like, his hey, tapes are cheap. I tried it. They're cheap. Are they? But, yeah, they don't oh, stick oh, very well. His, his taping yeah. good enough for you? Okay. It's, <laughs> Me, I it's, buy cheap cheap tape. All right. <laughs> it's good enough for um fingers, but I think as as long like I. If you have to do like some complicated taping with a wrist, or how I have to been, I've been having to uh, tape the tip of my nails now. Mm-hmm. It's going to like fall off. I've used it before because he lent. I forgot my tape, and he lent it to me one time. And I'm like, man, this tape sucks. Like, <laughs> so-
0: oh, how offensive are you? But, yeah, this is the thing. Like, if you're injured, tape something up. Don't feel like I can't tape it up, or I, I don't feel like I've earned it or something. Because I know some people is like, oh, but I don't know. It seems like such a like high. Uh, high I only see senseis and high levels have taped up stuff. It's
1: like, well, because well, we're so injured, a lot of people don't know how to tape. So that's another issue.
0: Yeah, because we're a little bit hurt. That's why. Go ahead. If you're hurt, tape something up. If you're hurt during class, get some ice. Put some ice on it. Okay, that's another thing. Most gyms have ice have ice um in the refrigerator or something yeah. ice packs and stuff like that ice it up well, that whole thing about rice you know was it
1: rest ice well, well they and, already said it's not it's outdated yeah They're i know but, it is it, but,
0: but i'm saying it's, but some of that stuff to me still works like elevating my knee and stuff when it gets mm-hmm. hurt resting it putting ice on it and stuff that whole thing of 20 minute on 20 minute off i could never do that when i was like when i was younger because i would like wrap stuff on me. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's on there till nighttime. It's on until it melts off. Yeah. So
1: back, <laughs> I take this off. <laughs> back to training. <laughs> back yeah, to training. Back to training. Per- first thing I would do is reduce intensity, right? Um mm-hmm. I will n- not go as hard or as fast as I used to. And then I would also let my partner know, like, hey, I messed up my knee. So watch out when you're doing Tayatoshi, hadai Goshi or whatever. Don't like kick it while mm-hmm. while my weights loaded on it. Um because there was, when I first got uh, hurt my knee, I told someone, uh, doesn't speak English very really well, and I think we know who it is. I'm like, I hurt my knee, so just be careful. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then Hajime, we start, first thing he does, kochi makikomi on that side. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Like, So then that's the, the next thing. Pick your partners carefully, right? Do these people have control of when you tell them, I hurt my knee, are they going to like, not have control and let their ego take over. Um, are they able to control the intensity? Uh, if you don't have a partner, just be like, I'm not, I'm going to sit out because I'll just wait till the next round when someone safer comes along. Um, and then also, depending on what it is, especially if it's like an ankle, a toe, uh, um, a knee or or something, you want to reduce the torque, the, the, what do you call it the stress on the joints so Hmm. example would be like heavy heavy explosive movements um loading it up with a lot of weight like yours plus the other guy's body weight for example like uchimata a hip hip style uchimata um rotation like fast rotations cutting corners like the cross the cross step stuff that we we teach um and Yeah. So you want to avoid that kind of stuff when, when you're training. So, Mm -hmm. um, try to So what, what, what does that leave you? Right. So try to get dominant grips, like, especially if it's a leg thing and not like, uh, um, what do you call it? Not, not like the hands, fingers are injured, Mm -hmm. then try to get dominant grips that's like working in grip fighting that's a very good good alternative to whatever you can like sometimes me and matt like when we're both hurt that day we'll be like hey let's just grip fight and we just spend a whole rounder around grip fighting and mm-hmm. then we or we enter without actually throwing anyone so that that's um that's another alternative uh or what you can do is like for example when i hurt my knee i only did sasai no sodugari. Those are only because that didn't require me to bear any weight on that knee. And it's a good combo, like the Sasai to Osoto.
0: It's funny because that brings up a good thing right there where someone will hurt their knee or hurt their foot. And they'd be like, okay, well, I I would tell people like, okay, well, if you hurt that knee, hurt your foot, then if you want to keep practicing, then you have to either do two legged throws where you're both on the ground, you're supporting Mm -hmm. both legs, or you're going to be doing throws with the bad legs. You're going to be doing like Uchimata, Harayagoshi, Osotogari and stuff like that. And like, what do you mean? It's like, well, the leg that you, you can't put pressure on a leg. You can't do a you in the leg. That's bad. So if that's on your, uh, right, if that's your left leg, then you're gonna have to learn a right-sided throw or a right-sided throw for a left-sided leg. Or just keep it simple and keep your legs both on the ground. Now you can still kind of practice, but you can just do stuff with both legs on the ground. And so that's just hard for people to do, but it's just about being smart. Like you talked about it, pick the right partners, go the right speed. Like if you, someone's going too crazy, like, Hey, calm down. Or if they want not coming down, like, Hey, I got to stop. I got to stop then right now.
1: Yeah. Some, some things you have to keep in mind while doing that. Like assuming you have a good partner is again, if I hurt my right knee, assuming it's a uh, right versus left and I'm fighting a lefty, if I hurt my knee or my ankle and I told the guy like, Hey, don't like kick my knee or ankle. Cause I hurt them then don't just go start standing in a very bladed, like fencing stance. Cause (laughs) it's like, I know he's not going to sweep me or, or sort of guard me (laughs) in this extreme stance. Then that's not like a a realistic training. Right. So Mm -hmm. you should treat it as like, okay, I'm going to, he, he can still do that. So I shouldn't do that. And also maybe start fighting in a more square stance. Like you can also treat it as like getting injured in a fight or getting, Getting injured mid tournament, but not enough to forfeit. Mm-hmm. Then start standing in like a more square stance or swap stances and start fighting on a different stance um, to to get that scenario better. Like so, you can do stuff like that. Um, and for your partner, if they're nice and they don't do that, that also adds a little challenge to them. It's like, okay, I can't do that. What other things can I do? It forces them to think outside the box and do something else instead of relying on that one throw or that one opening so yep
0: yeah I think this I think we've gone over most things that people should do and this is all stuff that a lot of people have heard before but they just gotta get reinforced like it's okay it's okay to step off the mat it's okay to put ice on it's definitely
1: ego it's definitely ego thing because a lot of people will be like okay I can't I've seen this happen a lot of times Mm -hmm. I can't do uh, what's a I can't do Morote say, I can't do Morote or Drop say, or not, yeah, because I have bad knees or bad shoulder or whatever. And I'm taking a couple of weeks off. So they try to do sasai, they try to do sodo. they try to do other stuff, and then it's not working. So then they revert back to doing that because they need to feed their ego, be like, I'm not throwing anyone. Fuck it. I'm gonna drop to my knees. And then that's when when like things go bad and you you that's that's when if you don't have that control, then yeah, stay mm-hmm. off the mat. Please just stay off the mat or stay, off, <laughs> or stay out of Rondory. But if you have that control, then you have to be able to put your ego aside and be like, I'm going to do throws. I'm not good at, and it's a mm-hmm. good time to get better at those throws, but I might not throw anyone today. Yeah. So
0: I might be dominant yeah. right side, but if I can't throw with my right side, cause something's hurt or injured, well, I got to work on left sided stuff. I need to become ambidextrous, truly ambidextrous, yep. not just, Oh, I do each on both sides work on a left-sided technique now you know work on your nawaza uh, was that whole um i don't want to get into it. i know the whole story and stuff but yeah you know the, if you get hurt doing waza, you, what <laughs> <laughs> Patreon, yeah. it's it's something it's a story that i heard a long time ago but i don't i don't remember it fully like i used to remember it so i don't want to say nothing wrong and then people come after me about yep. like oh well the story is actually like this one it's like ah oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry my bad my bad okay i'm sorry
1: the story is yeah. actually about the back muscle
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
1: actually about the back one.
0: It's actually about the arm right here one technically. Like, oh god.
1: That's a man. little inside joke again Patreon yeah. content, but <laughs> <laughs> picture content. But yeah, just remember it's okay
0: and your senses should be okay with most of this stuff. If they're not then might be a problem with that dojo then. People keep getting hurt if it's a yeah. current thing. Um but yeah. Always take care of yourself and listen
1: to your body. Please. Yep. You already mentioned it, but um yeah, another thing you can do is niwaza like today, yeah. uh, Brian was recovering from an injury. Uh, he had, a, I forgot what injury he had, but not from judo from what I heard. It's just from getting old, I
0: think. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, he's a crazy old man. The guy's 60-some years old, still going to And he's about to compete ne-waza. again
1: in the nationals. So. Yeah,
0: hard newaza, hard Tachiwaza. It competes internationally still. Man, I hope I'd be like that when I'm in my 60s.
1: So he came back after a long absence, um, and he's just doing, the, he was only doing Neuwaza today. Mm-hmm. So, he's only feeling good doing no-waza. So no no tachi and randori today. So that's another option. Um, you, again, you have to know how to do no because again, if you're a beginner, at many dojos you just kind of do knee wrestling. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it's better off to like <clears throat> trade off starting off at the bottom or top, whether it's all fours and turtle, flat in the guard half guard like start off from different positions and then flow what they call flow roll which is like once you pass the guard you pin him for a couple of seconds and you just reset like hmm that's uh Nawaz is a huge part of the game and if you're uh injured that's another another part of the game you can get better at spend more time on because usually we most places wouldn't you wouldn't have that much time to spend on Nawaza, it, it? but this is a good time to do that. And that's what Travis Stevens did. Like he almost lost his leg, right? Right before the Olympics. <laughs> and then he went to train BJJ at uh Henzo's. Yeah. So right. It was like six months before Olympics, I think he said. But uh yeah, so that's uh, another option. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: All right. So anything is there anything else you want to talk about or bring up in this episode? No, I think
1: that's covers much uh pretty much uh everything.
0: Yeah. And remember all this stuff is just our opinions as judo players, as people that are instructors and stuff and what we've seen and what's gone through us in our lives. Mm-hmm. So don't take it like, don't be like, Oh, well, Dr. wants said, I'm not doctor. I'm just sensei, Mr. Okay. Crazy Wan.
1: That's Dr. Frati Ferguson.
0: <laughs> oh god yeah go kick some pipes and stuff you know full blast it's not gonna break your shin or nothing no not it's not stronger. Tony
1: Ferguson Dr. Roddy for oh right. okay
0: I thought you said Tony Ferguson <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Rod oh yeah yeah he's in Florida now isn't he
1: yeah yeah he's in Florida yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, if people don't know who that is uh you know Kimbo Slice that's his doctor cousin that's a judo yeah. player and
1: Olympian well so. he he's a doctor in the sense of a phd doctor not an actual yeah. physician so
0: yeah yeah, I guess we should say that. Yeah. that he is a, hey, doctor, I got this rash right here. What should I do? I got a mole over here. How did you get to help me out with that? All right. So, All right. with that, Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at the Tommy Talk. If it's you on YouTube at the Tommy Talk. If you want to send us any questions, things we talk about, things in an episode you want us to go over again, you shoot that at us at TatamiTalk at gmail.com. If you want to hit up me, it is the Jared underscore Juan on Instagram. You can follow Anthony Anthony Throws on Instagram. All right, is there anything else I'm forgetting there?
1: Uh no, but let us know what you think about what we said about the Patreon. Like for those who are interested, like if we extend like instead of saying oh well that's for another episode or we're getting off topic or whatever like if you want to hear those us us just like rant on about that kind of stuff (laughs) and then like put it behind a paywall and let us know because these episodes are already long enough and i actually got a read a comment saying I don't like podcasts are too long. Can you just tell me which th- uh, which exercises are dangerous? And then I'm like, well, I I'll <laughs> do it. Here's the top I to get off ten list. list. Yeah, I, <laughs> we do those. videos YouTube. I, I really top wonder 10 dangerous throws. I want to know how old that guy is. Like whether it's like the generation <laughs> that needs to, to what we call the Buzzfeed generation. Like mm. top ten things you need to stop doing, or the shorts like Instagram stories and. Uh, youtube shorts like nobody really reads books anymore you know like, <laughs> if you
0: can't me. tell me in 30 seconds or less what's good and what's bad i don't want to hear it all right <laughs> yeah i mean oh threads all right that's another.
1: we're on threads too guys like, forget about that one for one i can i can give you a list but then it's like why would you listen to me just give you something without the justification behind it like i i, I don't know but that's that's just me that's all right anyway yeah. and i'll
0: be on the patreon soon i coming up yeah. next year <laughs> all right and with that anthony don't forget to slap the mat and put tape on and put and tape nice. on yeah
1: yeah and nice all right